You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. You want want to hear something absolutely crazy. I mean, where do I get my tickets? (laughs) (laughs) So... I went to the movies the other day to see uh, Indiana Jones, right? And it was typical Indiana Jones movie, you know, some chases, some action, you know, this kind of stuff. Harrison Ford is always entertaining. So I'm in the theater and I have some popcorn. And maybe in the first 30 minutes of the movie, I'm, I'm eating the popcorn. And I do this thing. I get my popcorn, but I don't eat any popcorn until the movie starts. Oh, okay. Well, that's good self-control. I just wait, like previews, everything. And it starts, so that's just a little aside. But anyway, so I usually eat popcorn like squirrels eat those little nuts. It's just stuff going everywhere. It's just a mess, right? Wow. But Like someone's going to steal it? You eat it like someone's going to steal it. (laughs) Yeah, I do not share my popcorn. Okay, good. <laughs> like, anybody with me, I just say, look, you need to get your own popcorn. I'm not sharing my popcorn. Get your own, right? So, so, but I have gotten re- more refined through the years. So now, instead of taking a whole handful and just throwing it and smashing them to my face, I get like two or three at a time, right? <laughs> like, like a civilized person. So on this mm-hmm. day, I grabbed one. Well, I grabbed three, but two fell back into the bag. And so I just had the one. One kernel. Yeah, it was just one popped popcorn. Now, you ever had the popcorn where it's popped, but when you bite it, it still has a kernel in it? Yes. Okay. So it was one of those. And the kernel was sort of the way I bit it on my left jaw, my, my back teeth, my on my left side. It... It slid, like my tooth slid down the kernel and it pushed my jaw to the right. So it was like out of socket. <laughs> your jaw was not, you're not a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like a mummy. My jaw was unhinged. <laughs> so, so I'm in the theater, I'm like, well, what, what the fuck just happened? And so I try to bite. But my bite is so misaligned, I can't even close my mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> so, so naturally, because I'm a guy, I do the only thing I can think of. I start punching myself in the jaw to go the other way. Oh <laughs> you're only supposed to, <laughs> you're only supposed to do that with your shoulder. If you dislocate your shoulder. <laughs> So now you're panicking because the movie so, started. Yes, but I have competing forces because I want my jaw fixed, but I want to eat the popcorn while it's still warm. <laughs> so are you chewing on one side of your face? <laughs> and I didn't want to waste the movie because it was $15. <laughs> yes. So I'm chewing on the other side of my face, but it's like half tooth and half jaw, and I like have gums. Like it's not really. 
Oh my god. Oh my so why didn't you just why didn't you just like melt it like just suck on it instead of chewing it? <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> I never thought of that. So I would try to pull my jaw back to the left and punch it a little bit, but I was like, I'm damn sure we're gonna eat this popcorn. Like <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing will stop me just me. <laughs> so so by the end of the movie because i didn't leave i'm like i'm not leaving i'm just gonna work this out because i was thinking look, it was it was probably like it was probably like a monday around seven o'clock and i just figured well there's nothing there's nothing like there's no dentist that can help me and i'm not gonna go to the hospital i just gotta like get my jaw back that's what i'm thinking so by the end of the movie, it was a little bit better. And then by the time I got home, it was a little better. And then by about midday the next day, my jaw was back aligned. <laughs> so, so your jaw sort of slid. It startled you and it hurt. It it didn't actually dislocate. Yeah, yeah it was like, uh, do you remember that? Do you remember the original movie? Indep- no, not Independence Day. The original movie, Men in Black. Yes. And that guy, he was a giant cockroach in his jaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know what It's just like I bit down and that kernel just sort of slid my jaw. And you know when you bite the kernel, you can hear it inside your brain. Yes. So loud. It was like that. Oh, Long. my God. First of all, anybody that sits next to me and choose one kernel, I'm moving. Like, I'm not sitting there. <laughs> I already don't trust you. <laughs> oh, you said my the, God. God damn. You said the movie was good, though? It's it's good. It's, um, you know, I, like like many Americans, I've seen all the Indiana Jones movies. And, you know, the first... The first one was always the best, the original. And then even the next one was really good. Um, and then they then they got progressively worse. And then they had one. The last one was with that really jerky Hollywood guy, Shia LaBeouf or something. It was terrible. Oh. I mean, just absolutely terrible. And that's probably been, I don't know, 10, 15 years, whatever it's been. But this one was very classic Indiana Jones, and it was very good. Okay, nice. And now, so you saw that movie, and then... We understand that you're not a snake. Your jaw just doesn't disconnect. Um, yes. You know, you you said something. Your your stories. When we share stories, they always entertain. We we entertain each other with stories. And I always say when you share something with me, whether it's a meme or online, it's a TikTok. Um, I cannot believe. I always like to think that we're just funnier than most people. Um, yes. But man, I am telling you, on the internet, especially because you know, recently, just a couple days ago, Threads, which is an extension yes. of Instagram, which is very similar to Twitter, but you can't like do direct messaging. Um, there are some funny motherfuckers, and I am so mad at myself that there are statements and and um people will post something that's just out of the blue and it makes me laugh and i wonder right? god damn i need to get some i need to i need to start sharing some of my funny insights but then i sat there just looking at my phone going 
what the fuck am I supposed to say? Like somebody just said this. <laughs> there are some funny people on the internet. Like no matter which platform you go to, like um, um, particularly TikTok because it's visual, right? So you yes. can do a lot of visual stuff. But, you know, anything that just pops off in pop culture, sports politics, that if it ends up on Black Twitter, it is just, you can't stop laughing. Like, you can't stop laughing. Or the comments in those TikTok videos are just next level funny. Next level. And you just think, where the fuck did you come up with some of that stuff? I'm telling you, I could be entertained watching and just reading the comments on some videos. So it's, you know, we think about how we get most of our education. I've learned so much stuff on TikTok, right? Like you, this is why they want to ban it because there are people out there that are sharing facts and science. And hey, I was today years old when I learned this. I'm like, the fuck? I never even knew that existed. I learned how to do my necklace without tangling it. But recently what's come up on the internet is our friend. Well, I don't know if he's our friend anymore, but I know he's not mine. um, Jonah Hill. And, what the hell is that all about? Oh my God, sir! Uh, for for our audience, Jonah Hill was dating a professional surfer. He's I, I I like to say Jonah Hill is almost forty, but probably in his late thirties, and she's 24, 25. Okay. and she shared with the world um, text exchanges from Jonah Hill on what he defined um, weaponizing. Should I say weaponizing? therapy words um like as an example um not wanting your here's some of my boundaries like you shouldn't wear that in public i don't want to see in your swimsuit um sort of dressing the same and he using these therapy words and weaponizing them to tell people to tell her that these are his boundaries now if we think about this is a really good example if we think about, I set a boundary, I set a boundary. I'm mm. using this as an example. Um, mm. My boundary is I'm not dating anybody with kids, right? That's my boundary. Okay. Yeah. Now, how, what, what Jonah Hill did was he took it like this. Now, this is how you, you weaponize it by saying, well, I will date people with children, but you need to spend only this much time with your kids because that's a boundary. I don't want you having a relationship with the baby mama. That's my boundary. That is clearly not a boundary. That is projecting. That is. That's control. That's control. Whoa. Yep. That's that's not that's not good. Like that's not good. And and. I, I can't think of the, her name, but I think when when he met her, they started flirting or dating. I saw something online. She was about twenty one or so. Wow! Right, and some of some of the now she released she released screenshots of of like a dozen or more um, text messages he sent her, telling her these boundary things which are just controlled things what she could wear could not wear what kind of photos she could and could not post and even though she's trying to understand him and what he was saying and she finally you know said you know she she got out of this relationship because she realized what he was what he was doing and as others have pointed out 
he was liking her photos before they met, right? Now, it's important to note, she's a model and a professional surfer. And he was complaining about her surfing photos in the ocean on a surfboard. In a bikini. In a bikini. That's what he was complaining about. Like, he was calling her bikini a thong. And she was like, well, that's not a thong. I, I, I'm surfing. Like, that's literally my job. I'm surfing. And he was complaining about that. But other people were pointing out before they became a couple, there he was on the internet liking all her photos, talking about how hot she was. Mm-hmm. Right? Them saying, she's a surfer. Like, it's just the way he was... I don't know if he got into gaslighting. I think he was gaslighting. I call that her. gaslighting for sure. But he was definitely trying to control her. And you know what? Look, he's 39. She's 24. And I'm like, my man, look, you look, this is not about looks, but he looks like a, he looks like a grumpy old troll under the bridge. Like <laughs> if you want an attractive, fit, 24-year-old Southern California surfer, surfer babe, right? I mean, what do you think she is? She's a Southern California surfing babe. She's a model. And that that means that most of her public life that you're going to see online anyway, is going to be her in a bathing suit because that's part of her, that's part of her, um, her job. That's part of her, who she is. That's how she makes her money. And that's how she became semi-famous. Like, why are you complaining about that? And that's literally what attracted you in the first place. Because that you know, is narcissism. It is. And, and, and you know what? And I'm like, and I'm like, look, then you get you someone who works in an office, who wears a business suit, you know, who's, you know, who's not, who's not in her work clothes are not a bikini. Because there's nothing wrong with a goddamn bikini. There's something wrong with you. Like you're the issue. Gosh. Yeah, you know, sir, this is what a this is what a professional would say, you know, because I I feel like at some level I'm a professional. Um, no, a professional would say that essentially men like him look for powerful women. They're drawn to him to almost bring them down. Like it's almost as yeah. if you find this person that's confident and it's a challenge on some level, maybe subconsciously that it is, it's a, it's a win. If you can bring them, you took this strong, confident, powerful woman and you brought her down to a level that you get to manage as a man. Yes. You know what? It is very, you're absolutely right. It is very similar to the guy uh, Kiki Palmer had a baby with. So Kiki Palmer, actor, singer, talk show host, podcast person, um, just a a, a grown woman, right? She's a grown up and she's in charge of who she is and everything. So they have a baby. She had her first baby, post all the pictures. She's very social media savvy and everything. I don't know Kiki Palmer's age, but I'm guessing she, it's hard hard to know black women's age, right? She's young. I think she's under, I think she's under 30. She's under 30, right? She's somewhere between 24 and 28 is my guess. So she just had a baby, right? Beautiful little baby, post out a picture of a cute cutie pie and everything. So she goes to this event and there's some red carpet, something and she is, the baby's only, I want to say three to six months old. And she's at this event and she is, she's dressed like she looks, you know, she looks beautiful. And the baby daddy, this fool 
goes on Twitter, posts her picture at this event and says, nah, you don't need to be dressed like this. You a mom now. She dumped his ass so fast. She dumped <laughs> his ass so fast and, and start putting out videos and pictures where she just like singing and just having a good time. Basically saying, you know what? Fuck you. I'm a grown ass woman. I dress how, how I want to dress. But it's the same thing like that Jonah Hill thing because, because he, he got attracted to her. She has this public persona and she has a baby and he's like, you're a mom, which means He's trying to say she can't be sexy. She can't be pretty. She can't think of herself and her body is beautiful. And it's just, it's just crazy. Like, like it's just this weird, I, I can't speak of other countries, but it's this weird American male thing. Like Jonah Hill and this guy, I don't even know this guy. He was just some dude, I don't even know his name. But where they just think that somehow they have a say-so and can control women. That's what it comes down to is control. And, and you hear, you know, I have girlfriends that have been in relationships and, you know, some that are even in the middle of like child custody stuff and narcissism and, and most of them are narcissistic, right? They don't take any responsibility. They're like wily coyote. They point their fingers everywhere, um, except at themselves. They play victim all the time. And I think when, when it's allowed, so when it happens, that that couldn't have been Jonah Hill's first rodeo. It couldn't have been Kiki's boyfriend's first rodeo when it comes to managing and controlling a woman as to how she presents herself. That is, that's because it was allowed in the past. And sometimes you don't even know what's happening to you. That's a, that's a great point. Like you might not even know what's happening now. Until you're out of it until someone like it's, it's very similar. I would say um, to, maybe an abusive relationship or, you know, let's, let's think about growing up, you know, you and I both said in the past that we come from not the riches of families. Right. Um, I'll use my situation where I didn't know that. Right. So I just thought everybody lived like me in these apartment complexes and, you know, we got some things and I, I thought that's how everybody lived. So if, you're a young woman who grows up in a family where a father's that way, then that is probably what you think and how, how you recognize if a man loves you or not, because she has seen it as a child. Like, I think there's some yeah. sort of oblivion to it until someone says, listen, let's sit down, let's talk through this almost, almost like an intervention or they have to see somebody else being treated with respect. I, I think there's, there's so many layers here. And I'm not saying that Jonah Hill's um, girlfriend was, you know, she, she said, I'm putting you on blast with all this bullshit. I think, I think at any point, if someone um, is jeopardizing your peace with bullshit, right. With promises or commitments, however that looks, and you put yourself out there to be, um, to be welcoming to it and give somebody sort of some sort of like, Hey, you get some of my time. I, I think if, if they abuse that, then it's time to like cut the cord. And I think she saw through his bullshit and was like, not only am I cutting you off, but I'm going to share these 
these these uh, tweets or these text yeah. messages with the world. I don't think enough people do that. I think though, as I get older, you and I've had this conversation, as I get older, and I actually talked to my mom about it too, that there's a certain level of, and you've said this before as well, there's a certain level of, I live a, my life is good. I have my own home. I have a decent mm-hmm. job. I have money, a little money in the bank. You know, I have a car that works. I have food in my refrigerator. I have good TV. I have a comfortable couch, a comfortable bed. All of these things that I don't need anything else for. So if yeah. there is a chance that I am going to allow somebody into my life and at any moment, any of those are jeopardized, like that piece is jeopardized. My piece is better in what I live with by myself. Like, so why would I extend my my energy to somebody that can't yes. even absorb it and or doesn't know what to do with it? Like, I'm, yes. we, it's yes. cut off. It's not, it's not worth it. And you know what? And you know what? I, I'm like you. I applaud um, that young lady. She's only 24. Fuck, man. And I read a couple of things that she wrote where she said, yeah, you know what? I, I, I was falling. I fell for it. I was falling for it. And then I realized that, no, this wasn't normal. I wasn't a bad person. I wasn't, um, you know, naked in public and all these things he was trying. He was trying to say and do um, say to me and, and say that I was doing and. Um, I'm showing, and I'm showing this that because I want other people to be aware. And you know what? Look, father of a daughter, I'm really proud of her. She, that's what she should have put him on blast. Cause you know what, Jen, because the next, like maybe not the next day, but a couple of days later, another actor who was on a Nickelodeon TV show called Zoe 101 or something like that. Uh, one of the actors on that, she said, Hey, as a matter of fact, Jonah Hill um, assaulted me. She said, I was at a, one of those Hollywood house parties. I was 16. And, and these actors, Jonah was one of them, and Seth MacFarlane and another actor were there. And they were just pumping us all with alcohol. And, you know, we were all underage. Everybody knew we were all underage. They're pumping us with alcohol. And I wanted a cigarette. And Jonah Hill said, I got one in my car. Come with me to my car. She said, so I walk out with him to his car. We get to this door, he gets a cigarette, he grabs me and sticks his tongue down my throat. Child. Yeah, so she fought him off and had to get back in the house. And she said that she is, you know, she's in her 30s now. And because she's, yeah, like around his age or something. And she's like, yeah, he's an asshole. And he's not the only one. And people need to be calling out. And I'm glad she said something because it happened to me. And you know what? Look, I'm like, look, you got these guys be pretending that. Like that guy, John Hills, like you said, he was using all that going to therapy stuff. Now, why are you going to therapy, men, man, and using the language of therapy to gaslight, you know, yes, your right. your partner? Like that's not when you go to therapy, you fool. No, <laughs> no, that's that's what we talk about narcissism, right? Like I'm going to yes. therapy because the people that I connect with need help. And I'm going to make sure that I'm skilled to give them the help that they need. Yes. That's why. <laughs> that's that's my philosophy. Like he went to therapy so that he knows how he can communicate with people, use and weaponize and control women on top of that. Like, listen, I would tell somebody in my 20s and my 30s if I had to go back and tell myself, like, 
the minute you sense or smell bullshit, your intuition is 100% on point. Now, some of us will give a, a chance, maybe two, like, okay, situations arise and life happens. But there's a point where you just say, okay, bitch, that you have now, that's enough. Like that is yes. enough. And I think as we get older, we start to recognize that stuff. But I also think back to, you know, talking about social media being funny. I also think that it's super educational and it gives young women an, a, a look into maybe something that they thought they were alone on. So if there's a community of, wow, I went through this same bullshit that coming to fruition. I think that's super beneficial. You know, I wouldn't want to be in my twenties right now with you know, the, the comparison to social media and, you know, fake bullshit and, you know, comparing myself to a Kardashian when I'm 20 years old. And I'm glad I didn't have that. But I also think uh, in, aside from that, that there is a platform in which you're able to see and be and relate to women that are in situations that they don't know how to handle and a plethora of women giving them tips on how to get yeah. out. Of I think, I think that's pretty phenomenal. Um, I you know, like if that. You, yeah. If you can't talk to somebody, at least, Hey, if I can't talk to somebody in New Mexico face to face, they might see a post that I a post that might yeah. resonate and help them. I think that's, I think that's the power of, of the, of the internet. I, and I think that's one of the, um, best things about the internet, right? That, that people, that any, any person who has access to it can have um, a, a bigger voice, can reach, a, can reach a larger audience that, you know, you can go outside of your, your circle of friends and family and you can, like, like she did, you can put somebody on blast and you can put, you know, a cop on blast or some violence or some politicians for lying or, you know, um, athletes for doing crazy things or just, or just your neighbor Parents, for being a goddamn yeah. pedophile. You yeah. can put that shit out there. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad she did. And, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't responded to these statements yet, but I'm sure they're going to be bullshit. Right? Bullshit. They're going to be bullshit. Looking at that guy's text. And I'm just like, man, you look, look, you therapy has not worked for you. You've gotten the entirely wrong message out of therapy. Go back and do double time. My God. I wish everybody could afford, I wish therapy was free for everybody. I wish everybody could go to therapy. I think there's so much that you learn uh, <clears throat> for yourself and your own growth opportunities and maybe dealing with those traumas that you didn't recognize were traumas so that you can continue to grow. I wish everybody could afford it. Unfortunately, you know, we live in we live in a society where, you know, $404 of our fucking federal taxes go to um, weapons and military. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what, you know, it's funny. So when, when I was going to therapy and, and let me say as a black man, that black men need to go to therapy. Like if, yeah. if any of you out here listening to me, go to therapy. It'd, it'd be good for you. Find you a therapist, interview, just like you do a job interview and find one that works for you. So I had this therapist once and, and, and I really liked her. And one of the, you know, you sign these papers when you become a, when, when they agree to become your therapist and there's these little um, rules and guidelines and stuff. And one of them was that because of confidentiality, that if we were to see each other in public, just act like you don't know each other, right? Just <laughs> like don't do anything. And so... <laughs> 
And so when, when I read that, I thought, oh, I can't wait. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so one time, <laughs> it is so much because, you know, I live for some awkward shit like that, right? <laughs> so, so one time I'm out at a restaurant and I see my therapist, she's at the same restaurant, just one random Saturday night. So, and we were in line of sight each other, right? So the entire time I'm there, I'm looking straight at her. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was determined to catch her attention. Like I was going to abide by our rules because she says if you if you you break through the rules, she could drop you as a client. So I didn't want that, but I did want. <laughs> I wanted almost that. <laughs> and so finally, she did glance, but she glanced so fast, like she was an expert at it. But I felt that, like after she glanced, I, I probably stared for like another five minutes, so I felt like I won. <laughs> oh my god and she confirmed at one of our next meetings that she did in fact see me and that she knew that i had looked at her trying to get her attention but per our agreement she wasn't gonna acknowledge you know that she saw me or anything but i so i felt pretty good about it. but i don't recommend that for everybody i was just fucking around <laughs> You were just pushing the limits. Like you like to do. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. So um, yeah, yes. go ahead. No, I, I was I was gonna I was gonna ask you, um, because we haven't talked about it in a while. What are you eating these days as a vegan? Ooh, um man, so I have been my little treat, especially because now we're getting to this weekend's going to be like 108, 109. And sometimes you're not very hungry. Like, you know, you should eat, which I do. And I have no problem doing that. Um, I want something refreshing, but I also want to make sure that just me personally, I want to have protein. So I found this really great high protein, um, Greek yogurt that has like 17 grams of protein per serving and oh. it's plant-based and I mix it with like flaxseed and blueberries like frozen blueberries and a little bit of agave syrup and I just mix it up and it's it's like a it, it's a oh. yeah it's really good it's filling um it gets the flaxseed is good for you know just flax seeds have a lot of benefits, but essentially like if you have any cholesterol issues, it's supposed to help in reducing some of your cholesterol. I don't have high cholesterol, but I, I, I don't want it to get high, but it is, um, it's, that's been really super refreshing. And then beyond meat. So, you know, I, I always love it when people say, oh, okay. At the vegan, you, you, you're eating processed food, you know, like they, they make yeah. some sort of stupid comment like that, but, um, Beyond Meat um, has created something called Beyond Steak Bites. And Ooh. when I tell you, now I have this app called Yucca, Y-U-K-A. And Ooh. I take that app with me everywhere. When I go to the store, I'm scanning shit left and right from, from, from drinks to food to products. And it, Yucca gives it a score, right? So if you are good, um, usually... I, when I'm looking at the Yucca app, it tells you what hazardous products are put into the products. So 
or it'll tell you it might be a low score because it has high saturated fat or um, it has too many calories or maybe it doesn't, it's too salty. But I have been looking at Yucca app to just determine the hazardous, what hazardous ingredients are in there, like carcinogens. And it's been really helpful. So I try to keep my score always good. And Beyond Steak is ranked um, above good, like it's, it's a uh, good between good and excellent. And oh. there's no bullshit in it. There's no hazardous to make it, you know, good or bad, you know, it, to make it taste good. And when I'm telling you, I fried some of this up on a pan, they're little bites. Mm -hmm. And I fried them up with just a little bit of olive oil and some cayenne pepper. Um, and I made it at my sister's one day and my nephew, you know, he's 13. He'll make stuff. He'll make comments like some people. Do. I could never give up meat, but I don't listen. OK, you don't need to tell me that, but I get it. Right. And so I made some at my sister's house waiting for people to get back because I was going to eat that while they ate their dinner. And I told Parker, I said, hey, why don't you go, you know, try some of this? It's OK. So I go to sit down and I go to watch him and he's over there and um, he starts picking at it and he eats it and then he doesn't stop and so he said <laughs> he said auntie jenny this i could i could have this every day like i could eat that whole package and <laughs> i was like okay that's good but i it, i've been mixing that in with salads i've been putting it in the refrigerator eating it cold i've been putting it in burritos i am telling you it is so good they're they're sirloin steak bites and so um oh really, really good. So I've been making some of those up and, and just my watermelon, like I probably could eat a whole watermelon a day, my pineapples. Um, and I've bought some, some protein bars called Aloha, which are really, really good. Um, right. a nice little sweet treat. And if I'm on the run, I take that. So yeah. And of course all my fried tofu and Mediterranean tofu and some protein pasta. So it's a plethora of good stuff. Thank you for asking. I have, um, I have a favorite, yes, I have a favorite salad that, uh, local salad that I think you would like. It's from, have you ever been to a little uh, cafe restaurant, Mendocino Farms? I have, yes. They have, a, av have an avocado and quinoa salad. Mm, and someone Not that you said you don't even like quinoa. I hate quinoa with a passion. Like, if quinoa is in heaven and being served, I'm out of there. I'm glad you just didn't call it quino, or like yes. some people call it quino. <laughs> yes. And so this salad is chopped romaine, mm. um, cherry tomatoes, uh, purple or red onions, um, roasted corn, black beans, and uh, quinoa. And it says quinoa and other seeds. I'm not sure what that means, but there's Hemp some other seeds, like probably, yep. And then there's something, and and then there's um, and then there's uh, avocado sliced on top, and then the the dressing they provide, but you have choices. But the one that comes with that, that if you don't say anything, they'll give you that. It's sort of like a spicy kind of. Oh. It's, it's sort of like dark. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's a dark like burgundy. It's sort of thick, but it's really good. And that salad is so good. Damn, it's that so sounds good. good. Yes, and so I have. I think I've had it twice over the past few weeks. I just I walk there because it's about a two mile walk from here, and it's from my house. And I just go, you know, I'm going to walk there because that's like a great end of or midpoint walk reward. It's just a really good refreshing salad. So I just sit there outside on a little deck and enjoy that salad. It is so good, and it's only like twelve or thirteen dollars or something. 
And see, it's because it's so hot, you know, you have to eat, but nothing like heavy sounds good. It's like, ugh. Yes. so I like that. That's good. And you, um, you walk there. I do have to say what I, what I love about your fiance and you, and I'm sure this is more your fiance than you, um, was, and maybe I shouldn't say that because I should give you the benefit of the doubt that you. <laughs> that your wedding, that for your wedding, um, that you're going to have vegan options. And I think there's only two vegans that are coming out of all the 50 that were invited. Uh, yeah. And so we, um, you're welcome. We, when we met with the, um, I don't know there, it's not a caterer, but it's the, it's the, the content wedding planner or something like that. And they have for the venue, they use one vendor. That's what it is for the venue that we, that we are renting. They use one food vendor. And so we met with the, the food company and they had just had this, you know, this massive uh, menu options. And, you know, so, so for appetizers, meals, drinks, desserts, and you could do it however you want, like sit down or buffet or all this kind of stuff, all these options. And then depending on the time of year, there's different options because of fruits and vegetables and things. And so I said um, to the lady, I want to make sure. Oh, actually, I said to the ladies, I asked if they have vegan options and not just a salad, but like real vegan options. And so she said yes. And so when Elena and I got the menu options, every every option, every every version, and everything you could pick, there were multiple vegan options within everything: appetizers, entrees, desserts drinks, finger foods, all of it. And so we made certain we picked, yeah, a, a, a wide variety because there are things that are, that may be vegan, but people love anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I mean, like, like I love avocado, like this salad I'm eating is, it's vegan. There's nothing. Else. I don't know about the dressing. I don't yeah. think there's any cream in this dressing because it's not a creamy dressing, but all the ingredients are just it's just vegetables and grains and beans and corn, right? And so there are appetizers like that, that it's not really a big deal. So we found a lot of great stuff. So yeah, actually that was fun to do because you look at things and you go, oh, this looks really good. And and then the lady, oh yeah, this is vegan. You go, okay, well, it's perfect. So yeah, there'll be a lot of options for um, everybody, but also some specifically tailored to the beans. I'm so excited. I know I've, um, as people know that your wedding is in New York in March. Well, I mean, perfect time of the year, right? Like coming into spring, hopefully no snowstorms or anything like that. But towards the end of March, I'm, I'm excited. I got the invite. Um, I, it was so well done. I know Eliane did it all herself. So I, I think, I think about at my age, I don't have a lot of people in my life that either they're married or um, still not even close to getting married. So it's been such a long time since I've been to a wedding. So, or right. even been asked to be in one. So it's kind of fun to, to be part of this process. So I, I am honored to be part of it as your best woman. Um, so yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be nice. I, you know, I, and I, we talked about this before. I didn't have to have a big old wedding or anything, but, but Elian has never been married. I have. And she's never been married. And she, um, her family and friends really, they've been waiting for her to get married. Because you know that American thing, families be waiting for women to get married. Yeah. And she is the oldest 
daughter and granddaughter in this big old gigantic family, right? And so, I mean, she's not old, but she's the old, she's the firstborn. And so, you know, they've been waiting for her. And I was like, hey, we could just like go to the justice of the peace and then go take a month long vacation. And then, and then like a honeymoon or something. But then she was like, no, my family's been waiting for this. And my mother's been waiting for this and I don't want to deprive them, you know, this kind of deal. And so, you know, we worked it out where we just have, it'll be simple, but it'll be, it'll be a nice celebration for them, for her to have this deal. And so like, she's already had her bachelorette party uh, or her get her engagement party, her girlfriend's doing an engagement party. And we're going to have another engagement party out here because I don't expect all my family and friends to fly to New York for my wedding, right? They see me get married, but I do expect like a core group, like you, um, Katia, my friend Katia, um, uh, my brother and his wife, my niece and nephew, and a couple of my uncles, and really, you know, a couple of my friends. That's it. Like that. That's really it. I'm not inviting all. I have a cousin on the East Coast. So I'm going to invite her, but I have so many friends and family out here. I'm not inviting them. I, I'm not inviting them all. And I don't I don't want to put them out to say, fly to New York to watch me get married again. Like yeah. that's, that seems to be too much. That's that's a destination wedding. And it's like, you know what, I don't want that. But if I just have a core group and then she can then have all the rest of the slots, right? Because we're only going to do like 50 or 55 because I don't want like I don't like enough people to buy them dinner and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> let's just put it out there <laughs> is katya coming to the to new york you know i don't know i don't know because of her you know her work her family and everything but but i think it'll be nice if she did yeah right? i love that right she could just get away for a moment you know just do you know, a two-day, three-day kind of deal. It's not that big of a deal. It can be done. However, I do understand that people that have families, you know, it's, it's it's different to try to travel. So, but she has the invite, so we'll see. I told, I here's, you know, I plan on, if I'm having getting a nice dress, which I still have to look for, and, you know, it's in the pink family, and Eliana and I have been talking about that. So I will be in New York, which, you know, um, the show with Sarah Jessica Parker um, and just like that is the spinoff from Sex and the City um, that we definitely need to uh, we definitely need to hit up the town at night or something since you know I'm gonna yes. be all fancied up and maybe be swept off my feet like Carrie Bradshaw was yeah. yesterday so <laughs> we got to make sure and I am watching that right now and I you know I love it because it's witty, it's fun, it, the style is really cool to watch. Um, and, you know, these women still got it in a world of ageism and in, in which, you know, women that get older shouldn't, should almost be not heard, you know, or seen. And Carrie Bradshaw and that whole, well, Sarah Jessica Parker and that whole group of women just um, proving that doesn't matter how old you are, you still can got, you still can have it with style and, and relationships. So, um, there's Are you watching that? I have not. I have not watched it. Oh, cool. It's funny because I follow it just on social media. People be talking about it and stuff, but I haven't followed it. Um, I don't know. Is it is it good enough to follow? Should I, should I jump back? I in? love it. I love if you you know to me. I love one-liners. I love those little, when people are having conversations uh -huh. and 
they are commenting back to somebody and there's a strong wit and nobody stops to laugh, but it's funny. Uh, I love that. So I enjoy it. I'm, I'm enjoying, um, at, and just like that, it's what it's called. So it's, hey, the- it's, um, is the, um, what was the brunette called? She was, she was rich. Um, um you're talking about Kristen. Um, the, yes. Yeah. Is she um, on that? She's still on there. Yep. She, is her character's been really funny this season she's really good she got a lot of she got a lot of shit for the first season because her face looked a little more puffy and people thought that she was overfilled with fillers um but this season she looks really good so i mean she looked good last year too so um kristen kristen davis is her kristen davis yes yeah you know everybody has their favorite she was always my favorite she was yeah because she's so Prudy, is that why? Why was yeah, she was like she was like super wealthy, she was like a prude, she was snotty, you know, she just like just she was just so like upper east coast blue blood. And, and you're not wrong, you're not wrong. I, I, and that's like that's so far from everything I know about life, right? <laughs> but also she had just lovely thick hair. Yep. She like still that brunette hair. She still has that hair. That, that, yep. that brunette hair was like popping. And yeah, I just yeah, I like I liked her character the most. Her friend, her best friend on there, um, this gay man called his name is Anthony, or yeah, Anthony. Um, he's really funny. The shit he says on there, I I'm I chuckle out loud. So I I really enjoy it. It's one of the things that I'm watching along with hijack with um Idris oh, God, it's so good. is so good. <laughs> wait a minute. So there's, okay, this is, epi- oh, wait a minute. There's three out now. So there, there must be an episode out tomorrow then. Huh? Is it three or is it four episodes that are out? Oh, uh, you know, I, th- I think you're right. I think there are four out. I think we're waiting for five. So Hijack is really good too. And I think Platonic and that one come out at the same day. What's today? Today is Tuesday. So we're filming on, we're recording on Tuesday for the launch of our podcast. So I think, I feel like they come out, maybe it is Wednesdays. So that, and then the Lincoln lawyer on Netflix, have you heard of that? So I, I've heard of it. I've seen it, but I haven't watched it. So that's not a, it's not a Netflix series. Like did did they pick it up from some network or something? No, it's a network series. It's a oh, it's I didn't Netflix. Know that. Yep, yep, yep. What? So I started watching it because you know my sister. She's like, "Oh, Lincoln Lawyer's really good." And then I responded to her and said, "Oh yeah, I've heard that. I think other people have said that. So I think I'm going to add it to my to my watch list." And she said, "Oh, not because I said it." I was like, "Well, <laughs> she doesn't have the highest track record, but yeah." So she said it to me. Um, that it's good and I'm enjoying it. I think it's pretty good. It's sort of this lawyer who does the, the Lincoln lawyers. He does business or did business out of his Lincoln. Like, Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, I did not <laughs> know that. Okay. So he's a lawyer, but he, he works. Okay. He's home. He's homeless. He's, no, he's, <laughs> he's he, uh, I guess for when he was doing law for a while, he would, he thinks better when he's driving. 
So he would do stuff in his car to get him to think better. So it's actually pretty, I'm enjoying it. Like, I think I have a few more episodes left before I get to season one, the end of season one, and I'll definitely watch season two. So I'm, I'm liking that. I'm liking platonic, which platonic and hijack are Wednesdays. So that'll be, they'll be launching tomorrow. Of course, my, you know, my, all my Bravo shows like Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of Orange County, those, those shows will always be on my tops, whether people like it or not. I love a good reality show. Okay. So I know that, um, Real Housewives of Miami said they were coming back, but they didn't. Fuckers. Yeah, what was that all about? They gave the last two episodes of the previous season. You know, you know, we're not stupid. Like, how do you, as Bravo, oh, new premiere of, of New Housewives of Miami? Even Ileana reached out to me. She's like, I'm excited. And then a bunch of people posted, like, how can you do this to us, Bravo? And just <laughs> give us the. <laughs> this is first world problems first world problems let's just be clear when i say it out loud it sounds really fucked up (laughs) that's funny though okay okay so okay so there's that there's um i I finally started watching the bear you would recommend that and i got it in that first episode it did hook me like it was very frenetic there's a lot of tension there's a lot of um um a lot of I could see they're going to explore a lot of different angles, right? Because you have a lot of people working in this restaurant. Yep. And so, yes. And clearly the guy can cook. And he and his cousins are at odds, his sister. And then, then the other chefs, it was it was a lot. I thought, okay, this is going to be good because there's a lot of places this can go. So, yes, yeah, so I'm going to really dive into that this weekend. Did you ever, have you ever worked in a restaurant? As a matter of fact, I did for one day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, then is that just <laughs> okay? What? <laughs> so I'm an expert. <laughs> I worked you know in I worked in Diddy's a Diddy's for one shift, one day. Uh, Diddy is in yeah in downtown Sacramento because um, I was looking for jobs, and you know you just go to the. Um, Indeed, or wherever you just apply for all these jobs, and they had some kind of regional job open. So they called me and said, Hey, you don't have any restaurant experience, but would you like to come work in one of our restaurants and see if you'd like it? Because you do have a lot of management experience, and maybe you, you know, you can come work for us. I was like, Yeah, I got nothing to do. Yeah, I'll go work in a Denny's for a day. So I go to Denny's for a day, and you know, I was just sort of like the the um shift manager kind of deal. And I don't mind like talking to people and I was helping out and stuff, but it was a shit show. And what I learned was I didn't eat at Diddy's anyway, but after working there for one day, I thought I would definitely never eat it, eat there again. Jeez. So I don't like all the, all the, if you order a meal, it's just, it's just microwaved. They just like empty a bag of peas, empty a bag of corn, mashed potatoes, you know, some roast beef. They stick it in the microwave. They take it out. There's your meal. Like they're not cooking anything back there and the only thing they do cook are they have like hash browns because they have breakfast all day and it's just a giant mash of hash browns or potatoes and hash browns and potatoes on their grill and they're just they're just cooking all day and if they start to look dry the chef just throws a heap of lard on top of them oh 
<laughs> or butter. It's just one or the other. It's just all day long. And I just thought, oh my God. And it just, yeah. So anyway, anyway, that's my restaurant experience. Okay. All right, expert. Okay, chef. <laughs> <laughs> Have you worked at a restaurant? Yeah, it was my first job. I was a, listen, I, I was a bus girl. And the kitchen is all, was always chaotic. And I worked at another little diner. But during that time, there was something called, um, they had like the food service Olympics. And I was part of the food service Olympics with bus, with busing a table. And I think I, I think I got the silver medal for being super quick and clean and resetting a table really fast. <laughs> Shut Wait, up. So you, as soon as a person puts their fork down one time you're like okay, <laughs> so they had a table yeah so they had a table at the olympics that i had to clear and set so i had to clear all the 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 dirty stuff off because the guest you know left i air quoted the guest left so i had to clear the table clean off the table and then reset the table in a certain amount of time oh my god yep i'm, a, a, I'm, a, I'm a silver medalist <laughs> <laughs> so so do the do the people flirt like all the time it is crazy especially yes the kitchen and then ever once food is done so once the kitchen closes and customers leave everybody sits out in the bar area dr eats food drinks because everybody's done they're still like they're, nobody's tired they're still high on uh working and it's 10 o'clock at night or whatever by the time the the restaurant closes. So, oh yeah, people hook it up with other people, uh, flirty, yeah, crazy. And the chaos is unbelievable. It's, it's nonstop, huh? Nonstop. And then it was your restaurant one that you guys split the tips or you got, you got yours and they got theirs? They, the waiters and waitresses, mainly all waitresses, the bartenders were male. They gave us a percentage of their tips. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I ask that a lot. Like, if I'm sitting out in a restaurant, it's not crowded or anything, and I'll ask, like, how do you guys do your tips here? Because I've learned there's so many different systems. Like, yeah. there's just so many systems, and it doesn't. It's never as clear. Like that individual who's helping you doesn't get all the money that you're leaving them. That it often goes to the pot, and the 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 host gets some money. The people doing the cooking and the busing, they all, everybody get a little the bartenders, the bar backs. Yes. Sometimes if they're, if they're really good, the dishwashers will get a little something because all of those people help you get your food out faster, get your table. You have turnover. So you're hurrying up to get more tables in so you can seat more people. So all of those people play a role in how fast you get a new customer. So they're yeah. all important. Now, not everybody tips the tips the dishwashers but if they have a really good night most of the time the back when i did it you tip the dishwashers yes because i remember like when i was driving uber and left you pick up a lot of uh, restaurant people right and, and and from work at late at night and whenever i you knew i was picking up a restaurant person you ask them how their night was how was business and tips and stuff and um and then i would always ask how do you guys put the tips there and I'm telling you, I would say half of them, half of the, uh, they would be either hostess or a server, or actually just a restaurant employee. But every half of them would have a story about 
they left a former restaurant because they were getting cheated on tips. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I was like, yes. And it just was so common that I always expected. So eventually I would say, do, um, have they been cheating on your tips there? And <laughs> they, every rest, restaurant worker had a story. Every single one. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's never enough, right? So we live in this, we... It's never enough, although we know the the waitress is the the presentation to the table, right? Yes. That, or or you have busted your ass and maybe someone was just like not doing their job. And now I have to give you some of the tip and you didn't even help clear that table, right? So right. There's a bunch of that shit. <laughs> right. They do not, yeah. It's it's you know, that that's one industry that you know not only should um restaurant people be paid more and i'm not talking about those high-end restaurants where maybe they do make more but just your average restaurant you know it's you know american mexican chinese food or whatever and it's just you have a server come to the table and take your order and it's not that big of a deal and you know the suggested tips would be you know four eight twelve percent or something like that and your meal may cost thirty dollars you know they need to make more money yeah, you know they do. They, if for nothing, if for no other reason than if my uncles ever go to any restaurant, right? My uncles believe that once they sit down, that every worker in that restaurant is there specifically to cater to them. <laughs> so if they if they just happen to walk by the table, my uncles will flag just some random person. And restaurant garb that's not our server and we'll say hey you know i would like some mustard right <laughs> and then someone else comes by and said they'll just say, hey can you bring some more chips and just anybody and, and you know last time i was restaurant, i was like you know that's not our server our server is that person over there who we see coming with all our plates these people are just helping other people right so i was trying to explain but it was hard and then at the end I was like, tell myself, I'm gonna give them a really good tip. And one of my uncles was like, well, okay, yeah, we give them a good tip. And he put down $5 and our meal was like $200. Oh my God. Right. And then my other uncle said, well, I always get 5% if they're really nice, if they're really good. And I was like, what? No, that, that's not good. You're not good. Like you, you can't pat yourself on the back for 5%. Oh my God. At least just double the tax. So the rule is yes. just double yes. the tax. Particularly when you had everybody and their mama serving you at this oh restaurant. <laughs> and you know, back when I was back when I was doing it, the hourly, the hourly rate was like $2 and 50 cents an hour or something like very uh, close to that. So because most of your money needed to be made from tips. Uh, so they so so they count that they just say well you're gonna get a lot of tips that's yeah. that's sort of jacked up huh one thousand percent so I don't think that's the that's the norm anymore but crazy so I'm glad damn sir we have been talking up a storm today um <laughs> what so you're watching the bear and you're enjoying it what else are you watching so I'm watching the bear and enjoying it I watched a really good movie on Netflix called um, The Tudor. And it's a uh, it's a thr it's a thriller. It's very good. It's a movie. It's a, it's a new movie on Netflix um, for the kids. I think your nephews would like. Um, there's a new Superman cartoon series on HBO. 
Um, they call it Max, but I'm not calling it shit Max. That's oh, stupid. you know, I saw somebody who was speaking of that. Someone's like, well, people just um, shortening their names, right? So someone said HBO Max is now just Max. And someone says, Peacock, it's your move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, people on the internet are fucking funny. <laughs> I respect it. And so then Eliane and I watched... There's a series on Netflix, I think I mentioned last time, it's called Glamorous. And speaking of um, yeah. Sex and the City, right, Kim Cattrall's in it. It's very, it's very simple, but it's, it's also weirdly entertaining. And, um, and then we also started watching a, another uh, reality show. It was about, I think it's like a year old. It's not brand new, but it's on Netflix, I think. And it's just people in England, it's a contest to for florists, like you design flowers and stuff. And outside, like big flower structures, like, you know, I don't know, like for big events and things. And there's like 10 people in a little contest. And at first I thought it was really stupid, but after a while, I'm like, why did you choose that flower? That's the wrong flower, the wrong season. You need to do a different flower. And you get really into it. So it's pretty, it's pretty entertaining. And then I watched this really good movie. Speaking of Peacock, on Peacock, it it is called um, Polite Society. And it's set in England. It's about two sisters, the older of whom is, um, she's sort of artsy, but she she gets engaged to this, this high-end hoity-toity family. And she changes herself to fit in with that family. And her younger sister, who's in high school, hates it. And so she and her friends decide they need to break up this engagement. And so and she has this overactive imagination. She wants to be a, a stunt, a stunt person in movies. And so it's it's silly and it's funny, but it's also really, really good. And it's called High Society or Polite Society, and it's on Netflix. I mean on Peacock. What are you watching? Well, I mean, I summed it up with the hijack platonic, oh, yes, uh, yes. the Lincoln lawyer. So all of those fun shows that I think, um, and all my reality stuff. So this has been, we didn't even get to politics this week. So next week we'll have to spend some time around the fascist Florida. If you want to go deeper things, we're not the people we'll stay shallow. So it was a good shallow week. It was a very good shallow week. I had a great time talking with you. I loved um, having this discussion. I think talking from every everyone from Jonah Hill to to just restaurant right. talk it was fun for me. So I appreciate all of our listeners. I we appreciate feedback. So anytime you have some, make sure you reach out to us on our social media platforms, which you'll find in the show notes. Um, we welcome if you want to have a topic that we should talk about. We have an opinion on fucking everything. So let us know what you want to hear from us. Yes. Rate us, review us, tell us about ourselves, tell your friends and um, make sure you, um, I always forget to say this, make sure you follow us. So you get the automatic downloads because that makes all the algorithms think that think that we are the most popular people in town and we need that. I love it. Have a great rest of your week, Jen. Talk to you next week. Peace out. Bye. Peace out. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media.
Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.